Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Uh, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you have decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan, and we're here on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. I'm with Pastor Steven in the room. How you doing, man? You doing all right? Hey, doing great. Uh, you uh, you act like you got a little bit of pep in your step, man. Well, You're talking real fast. And, well, you know, the thing just... is, I've had this voice thing over the last couple of days, so I'm trying really hard to make sure it comes across clear and concise. Yeah, Journey told me you've been working with a voice coach. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, every day. Every day work with this voice coach. That's why we That's why we need some more sponsorless sponsors to come in to help us take care of your voice lessons. Well, I've had people tell me, you know, I, every now and then I do have a podcast voice. I don't, but I have a, a radio, what did I say, a radio face and a, and a podcast voice that my face isn't pretty enough to be on the screen or anything like that. But my voice is okay, but... I got a little bit of scratch in it, so we'll try to make it through without you know, sounding you, weird. You know, musicians do, like, they try to get a scratch in their voice. We always tease and say they smoke cigarettes to yeah. try to get a raspy voice. Um, uh, I do. I did know a musician one time that would, uh, uh, they'd go out and just scream, scream, scream to try to get hoarse, and then to come sing and give them that. Give them that, uh, like that just sounds like a lot Bonnie, of Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt voice. You know who Bonnie Raitt is? No, man. You say all these people. Yeah. I have oh, Journey knows no who Bonnie Raitt is. Who some of these people yeah. are. Like you'll name these musicians or these old bands or whatever. I have uh, no. Yeah. Clue. What, did Bonnie, what is it, Bonnie Raitt? Let's give him something to talk about. I mean, I've heard the song, yeah. but I, I is she still alive, Journey? Or did she die? Don't know. Hey, listen, Journey's. Did we talk about this last week? Journey's uh, family bought him a uh, a coffee mug we with did. Journey on it for Christmas. He didn't bring it today, though. Yeah, he must have left it in his. Uh, in his specialized vehicle, his work truck. His work truck. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited. Yesterday we started a uh, a new series through the Book of John. Is it really going to take you two years to go through the Book of John? Well, let's just put it in context. Sixteen chapters in Romans, and it took a year and a half. Twenty-one chapters in John. So, so all right. So for the people out there, um, have you sat down? Like, so you you sat down and kind of outlined verses and text and yeah I did that a year ago um every year I do a uh well not every year but I try to every year sometimes every other year well, when it takes uh, you two years you don't have to do it <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I preach other other <laughs> venues and other <laughs> nights besides just yeah, Sunday so but you work more than just on Sunday morning the uh but I will go I will go and um you know pray and kind of have an idea of of, of where we're going to head and then I sit there and I take that time to just just casually go through the book and you know this kind of lines up this way this is communicating that truth and kind of dissect it and it's not it's not it's not hard a hard dissection um when uh when i get into uh the week's study sometimes i sit there and i'm like you know i thought this was going to be a one one weeker but this probably gonna be this may be a two weeker i got you uh and uh, very seldom do i sit there and say oh you know no i can put all that together uh, usually it's like, okay, I got to chop it up in more pieces. Yeah. So I have, I have a generalized idea of how long it's going to take, but, uh, and when I say two years, re, re, that's not 104 sermons, 
because there are other things that happen here too. There are times that I'm out. There are times that we have special things. And then there there are times periodically that I I just want to come and address something else that may not have to do with the study. But when I say we are committed to the book of John, we are. We're committed to the book of John before we finish. And sometimes you let your phenomenal staff like just fill your pulpit when you're gone. I, I absolutely I do. Yeah, and it used to be <laughs> used to be in the old that. days. In the old days, I would even while I was gone, I would assign the text, the next text of the book that yeah. I was in, and have staff do it. But then, when it comes to uh, trying to put it on TV, or when it comes to uh, you know kind of complete sets that folks, hey, I'd like. Right. To, is there a way that I could get the entire book of John by the pastor? Um, and uh, and so that that made that a little bit difficult. So now I just give you guys freedom. Uh, even though every now and then I'll I'll assign text and say, yeah. hey, I want you guys, I want y'all to deal with this. Yeah. And kind of give you the same text and just have yeah. you have you preach it at different times, uh, different hours when I'm not here. So we're blessed. We're blessed, uh, or I am, and our churches as well. We have many, many capable uh, preachers on, on staff. And the reality is if, you know, you guys could easily be be preaching every week somewhere else. Um, and uh, so we're, we're, we're fortunate to have it that if, if I've got to be out uh, due to sickness or, you know, my wife, my wife's got, uh, got a health procedure coming up pretty soon. And I know I have to be out a little bit for then. I don't sit there and, and worry. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I got to get some, I got to fly somebody in. I got to bring somebody in. Yeah. You know, we've got, we got three or four of you guys on staff very easily. I can just like, Hey, I need, I need you to fill in for me. And, and we don't miss a beat. Usually it goes like this. Usually I, I get, I get all these, well, no, not the, not necessarily the rotation. I get all these folks like, Oh, Ryan did such a great job. I love it when Ryan <laughs> preaches. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What about me? You like it when I preach? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so uh, that's good. I'd, I would much rather have a, a stable full of capable individuals than n- none. Yeah, there you go. No, we appreciate it. I, it. It's a huge honor for us to be able to fill in when you're not here, man. Like, it's a, it's a big deal. But we also like to hear you preach. I mean. I like to preach. So. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife said yesterday, I don't know. You do a good job. My wife said yesterday that, uh, now she was in our latter service, but she said yesterday that it seemed as though I was yelling a lot more than normal. Um, but, I, didn't, uh, I didn't fall asleep one time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I didn't, to me, it didn't seem as though I was, but. I didn't uh, think you were yelling. Um, yeah. Jennifer, uh, it could have been that she, it's been a while since she sat on the front row and she sat dead, dead on the front row. Um, so anyway, but there, there you go. Got got a lot to say, not a lot not a lot of time to say it. John chapter one. You started in the in the title this week is Let Me Introduce You to Jesus Christ. I should have chosen since we yeah. sang the song, I should have chosen Let Me Tell You About My Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I, I yeah. just slacked on that one. So and, and that was that was an eleven o'clock decision. I, I, I reached out to our to the famous Corey Gann on Saturday. Corey Gann. Saturday afternoon and I'm like, Hey, 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 I want to change a song in the service and Told him, hey, let's do my Jesus. He's like, yeah, yeah, done. Let's do it. Yeah, I like old Corey. Me and him are best friends. I just want the world to know that Corey Gann and Ryan Tucker were best friends. We let him fill in for you one time? Yeah. He uh-huh. did a phenomenal job, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's never filled in again. Oh. Just one time. Oh. Well, I appreciate that. One time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. We have had uh, old uh, Bessie's fill in Bessie. a couple of times. Yeah. Lil Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Wayne does a good Good job. First time he's real nervous. Second time he's a little bit, you know, he felt a little bit more comfortable yeah. with it. But uh, yeah, no one like you, Tuck. Man. I get nervous every week. No one like you. There are people who are like, hey, I like that guy. 
Well, that's good. I like, I like to guy. be like job security. Yeah. yeah, I was at a big, big. I was at a meeting the other day with a bunch of uh, large church pastors and stuff, and they're sitting there and they're like, "Hey, man, that other that other minister that does the podcast with you, I, we like him." And I'm like, "Yep, that, yeah." So, so they know you as the other minister. Um, so anyway. Uh, yeah. Which it, which yeah, that's gonna yeah, anonymity is not a bad thing. No, no, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be the other guy. I'm happy to be the other pastor. Anyway, I want I want a stage name. You want a stage name? Uh, yeah, we'll come, we got we'll journey, journey got, come up yeah. with something. Uh, stage name. Yeah. People when they're referring to me, they don't yeah. know they won't know who I really am. That's right. That's right. Oh goodness, John chapter one. You were in verses one through three, and uh, you know, again in this whole introduction to Jesus, you said a couple things that Jesus is the Word. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is God, and Jesus is the center of all things, man. And I'll just let you. Uh, can we talk about the word for a second? Jesus is the word because you you kind of broke down, you know, the meaning of the word, and you said it's an audible or this visual expression of a thought. And uh, I, I mean, I thought that was great, man. Just setting up the book of John, setting up where we're going. Like you want to introduce us to who Jesus is and like, let's give this clear picture. Let's give this clear understanding of exactly who we're talking about. And uh, I just let you roll with that, man. That was good. Well, yeah, the word is uh, in the Greek, uh, the logos or the logos, whatever, how you pronounce that. Um, and you can pronounce it either way. I call logos is what I, what I say. Logos. logos. Yeah, whatever. The, uh, it means the word and uh, a title for for Jesus the uh, I love the fact that uh, you you can go back over to uh, Matthew 4 when Jesus is being tempted by Satan in the, yeah. in the wilderness yeah and the you know Satan is using verses of scripture partial verses of scripture to tempt Jesus who again is the word right, right. he is yeah. the logos the logos yeah. and here is satan who is pulling uh, scripture out of context to try to drive his point now i'm thankful that never happens today that people no, will pull scripture out of context to try never. to make it say what they wanted yeah. to say a lot of culture set up that way yep. uh, but he does that and he's doing it to the word right <laughs> the very one who spoke this yeah. the word yeah. And so it's Jesus like, yeah, 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 there's more to that than what you're saying. Let me let me let me shoot it to you straight. Let me give it all to you. So uh when John sets out on this endeavor to uh help us understand that there's life in the name of Jesus Christ, he draws out the very first thing uh, in the beginning was the word. The word being Jesus Christ. And um I like the fact that unlike the other gospel accounts by Matthew, Mark, or Luke, and we, we talked about this in the message, is John doesn't start with the birth. Yeah. Or he doesn't start um, with uh, Mary, Joseph, whatever. He goes all the way, way back to, yeah. here you go. Uh, here's, here's Jesus. Right. Yeah. In the beginning. And, and when we... And when we say in the beginning, we're not we're not talking about the beginning of God. We're talking about the beginning of creation. Right. In the beginning, that yeah. before the beginning, he was. Um, and uh, I always, always, always find it interesting and try to draw out the point of when Scripture says in the beginning, it doesn't mean, oh, this is when it all started. And uh, no, this this is when what what we can comprehend began. Right. Well, and you talk a little bit about that, you know, like there there are some things when it comes to the, you know, the eternal nature of Jesus and the fact that Jesus is God. Like there are some things that are beyond our understanding. There are some things that are a mystery 
But the reality is, you know, hey, he is the word because it says it in John 1, 1. Like in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Well, and I would say it's okay for a believer to say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something inside of a lot of us that we want we want to be able to we want to be able to fundamentally um, explain all the tenets and the aspects of God, especially when it comes to unbelievers. Right. That remember, it, it's yeah. it's not that he says, uh, "For whosoever understands shall be saved." Right. For whosoever believes, believes. So, what is faith? Faith is. Yeah. It it is what evidence in those things yet to be seen. Right. Evidence in the unknown. It is it is a belief. Even though I can't rationally explain it, even though I can't wrap my mind around it, even though I may not have seen it with my eyes, felt it with my hands, um, hear it with my ears, whatever, I believe it. And so I would say when it comes to the eternal nature of God, you're never going to be able to sit there and in the limited understanding or the limited capacity that we have to say, oh, yeah, I get it. He's always been. He's always been. I don't know if your kids have asked the question. My kid, my kid, every one of my kids at one point in time, they're like, hey, say, hey, so who made God? Yeah. Well, it, and, and I was thinking about this as you were talking because sometimes I have the propensity to say things out of my mouth before I think about them all the way or worry about what the uh, repercussion that's going to be. But I was talking to one of my students who is highly intellectual and is trying to piece together every little thing and just asking question upon question, which I'm okay with questions. I want them to ask. I want them to think through things. I want them to look at scripture and, you know, understand what it means and how they apply it. And I'm okay with them asking the questions. Well, uh, this particular young lady was just asking some very in-depth questions and wanted me to give very specific answers on a certain thing that is kind of a mystery. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I looked at her and I said, you have a faith problem. And, well, I guess the way I said it probably wasn't the most loving way. But, well, she, she turned around and she walked away. Like, she walked away. And she got mad at me for saying that she had a faith problem because she was saying that I was saying that she didn't believe in God. And that's not what I was saying. Anyway, we were able to have this discussion again on a later date. And, and I rephrased it going, hey, you know, you, you're just having a hard time trusting this one particular thing in Scripture. You believe all these other things, but you're having a hard time trusting this. So I go, this is a faith thing. And uh, so I think it's accurate. I think there's people that struggle with, you know, some of the, uh, the things and understanding that there is this mystery. We're not going to understand everything, but the reality is. God is who he says he is, and we have to have faith in that. Well, and there are folks that will come to me, and they're like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, me either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, 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 I just don't understand it. Yeah, me either. So how do they respond to you when you say that? Me like, either. Well, I, I, first of all, I think they're surprised. Okay. Because kind of kind of what I was saying before, uh, I would say most of us, uh, as Christ followers, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know if folks are sitting at home in the mirror. They're practicing their debate skills. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But we kind of have this whole thing of, okay, here's this pagan over here. Here's yeah. this atheist over here. And we're going to engage them in an argument. And we're going to prove right. their points wrong. And I'm going to win. And they're going to yeah. be one to Jesus. Yeah. Now, hear me. That can happen. Right. But usually what happens is they get mad and you get mad. Yeah. And it goes nowhere. And sometimes it'll even hinder a relationship. We practice here at Highland Church as far as our overall mission 
emphasis is we're going to earn the right to be heard. So yeah. we're going to we're going to love on people. We're going to invest in their lives. We're going to meet physical needs so that in turn, when we do finally get to have that conversation yeah. with them, they know we already love them. We right. already care for them. Right. And uh, even the tension of that conversation, uh, it. it even if they don't make the decision to follow Christ, the bridge has not been blown. You still have that opportunity. Right. So uh, I would say uh, a lot of times it's surprising because so many folks are not used to believers saying, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how could all God always be? Okay, well, I mean, God's not confined by time and space and matter the way that you and I are. And you and I are living in a, uh, we're living in a point, a moment in time, and we are bound by those things. I mean, nobody can sit there and say, no, not me. I'm going to live 25 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you, you're confined right. to 24 hours in a day. That's right. what, and God is not. And, and, and where's like, well, he has to be. God has to be confined to time. No, yeah. no, he does not. Yeah. He does not. God, well, God has to be. He can only be at one place at one time. No, he can be everywhere. And let me just stop and say yeah. this. Let us not, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, let us not ascribe to Satan attributes that belong only to God. Satan cannot be yeah. at many places at one time. Yeah. Satan cannot read your mind. Yeah. Satan does not know you better than you know yourself. Now, the reality is he watches us and he listens to us. He's got a pretty good idea. He's got a pretty good play plan, uh, right. a game plan when it comes to uh, coming against us. But so we sit there and, and, and I'll just stop and say this too. God's, God does not need us to defend his reputation. Mm. When I started off as a young pastor, mm. I would go into a hospital room and I would, I would say, okay, all right, all right, I'm going to pray for their healing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, but what if God doesn't heal? If I pray for his healing and he doesn't heal, then all of a sudden they're going to think. The well, pastor's God, prayer didn't work. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm going to take it a step further. God can't heal. Yeah. God can't heal. So, so, so I, I got to be very careful in my request to God and my prayers to God because I don't want God's reputation to be hurt. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and then very clearly one day it's like, I mean, it wasn't an audible voice. I say, I always say it was, it was much stronger than that, uh, yeah. much louder than that. It's like yeah. the Holy Spirit of God said, hey, hey, you don't have to protect my reputation. Mm. It's, it's okay. I, I got it all under control. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Call out to me. Yeah. Ask me to heal. Now I may or I may not. But if I choose not to, may it not be because you didn't ask. And, um, and so... The reason why I bring that up is when it comes to I think I think a lot of times as as followers of Christ and I wouldn't even say maturing saints and you know even even those that are in in, in ministry it is we we feel so defeated to be able to say I don't know yeah there are some things about God while I believe them the reason why yeah. I believe them is because He says that not because I have an intellectual understanding. Yeah. When it comes to this, and and I would say, there are some things about God that this side of heaven will never understand because we are limited in our understanding. And so it's okay when you're talking to a non-believer to say, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just I really can't explain that. I'm just saying that by faith, I just take Him at His word that He is. But can I tell you? Can I tell you things about Him? that I can explain. Let me explain to you about his grace and how it's happened in my life. Let me explain to you about the love of God and the provision of God and the protection of God. And let me explain to you about uh, the mercies 
and how I've seen it play out in, in my own life. Let me explain those things. Let me explain to you about the relationship that I have with him. Let me explain to you how he speaks to me through his word and how, um, how he changes the way I view things. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I would just say, don't sit there and, oh my goodness, now, now I'm questioning my own faith because they asked right. me a question that right. I can't answer. Well, no. No, you, it's okay not to be able to answer a theological question. Hmm. Um, and you may say, well, I'm going to go talk to the preacher about it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Come talk to the preacher. But there's, yeah. some things, there's some things this preacher don't even know. Yeah. I don't get it. I even talk about the salvation thing. I've said this to you, Ryan. I would have chosen to do it different. I would have chosen um, what I'm going to, I'm going to give my only son. He's going to, he's going to endure pain. He's going to die. He's going to be mocked and ridiculed. No better, better way. Yeah. Better way. I got a way I'll speak it and it'll happen. Boom. Yeah. But again, God, God knows exactly what needed to be done. And I trust him. I trust him at that because he's never, he's never given me a reason not to trust him. And you're, you believe and we've talked about this before. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or it's just been uh, in staff meetings if we're talking about things, but you you believe in asking God specifically for things in your life. Like, Without question. So even though there is this, you know, there is the sovereignty of God, there is the great power in who he is and what he does, and he has his plan and he has his ways uh, already set, you believe in asking specific things from holy God. Well, I, I think I think Scripture leads us to believe that, or, or to to ask that way, and uh, and also I I I look at my own life, me yeah. being a father, and you know God's like you, you know you think you're a good father, I'm a really really good father, and so I sit there and um, I I know with my own kids because I want them to come to me, uh, I want to know, yeah, I want them to request of me. Um, and as far as the specificness and asking, because I know folks who pray the prayer, Hey Lord, if it be your will, yeah, uh, let it be done. And they're following the model prayer. Yeah. You know, let that will, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I always like to bring up the point on that. And it really, it makes, it makes, uh, Calvin is extremely upset, <laughs> uh, when I say, Hey, if, if everything that automatically happens uh, is the will of God, then why in the world would Jesus instruct us to pray? May thy will be done on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. And they're like, well, he didn't really mean that to be the model prayer. He oh, was just goodness. showing us a way that you can pray. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't really think that's true. <laughs> um, and then you can go over to the book of James. It's James, uh, four where he says, you have not because you ask not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't want it to be something to not happen that I'm requesting because, because I ask not. I want to, I want to ask, and and I would say as well, God, we we see this all throughout Scripture. God works has chosen to work through the prayers of His people. Yeah, um, and let's let's be reminded as well, most of prayer. You could argue, and there are some instances of Scripture where you're like, no, 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 no. Because of their praying, God changed his mind. Well, did he change his mind, or was that all part of his mind to begin with? Yeah. I mean, he knew the people would intercede. Did he cause them to intercede? No, I don't think, I don't think, you, I don't think you have to tie God's will with God's sovereignty. I, I, I don't think it's a situation to where we say, well, everything that happens automatically is the will of God. Uh, does God know it's going to happen? Yes, without question, He knows it's going to take place. 
Um, can God work good out of bad decisions? We see it happening every single day. Um, so again, I'm just going to go back to, hey, that's your wife saying, bring home loaf bread. I think, is Monday night uh, bologna sandwich night at your house? Uh, no, we don't ever eat that stuff, What about man, you kidding? Uh, what about pickle loaf? You ever had pickle loaf? What? Pick, you've, have you ever seen pickle loaf? Pickle loaf? Yeah. Like pickles. No, it's meat. It's a pickle loaf. It's like pickles and, and stuff inside the meat. No. Okay. What about cheesehead? You ever seen cheesehead meat? Now, that's nasty. You've seen it, haven't you, Journey? No, cheesehead? Man. Go down to the Publix. Listen. The Publix. Go down to the Publix to their meat counter. And I want all our listeners to do this. Uh, <laughs> all of our listeners. Now, if you're in Atlanta, I don't know if it's Publix in Atlanta. It, it may be uh, Kroger. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, they also do, uh, there's a couple of family brand stores. Uh, Atlanta probably got Super Target or something like that. Yeah, but it's probably, uh, that, do they have a meat counter at Super Target? I have no idea a deli? got a Super Target here. I know. Anyway, go to your deli. I know they have it at Publix. Publix in Lynn Haven. Okay. Cheese, cheese meat. Number 2377, the Publix store, Lynn Haven. So go in to, and tell her I sent you. Tell her, hey, hey, listen, listen. Pastor of Highland Park Baptist Church told me to stop by and you'd show me the cheese head. It is the nastiest thing you've ever seen in your life. It is horrendous. I don't know why anybody. You, it's like it's like when they finish doing all the meat, they're like, "What's left in the floor? Pick it up. Let's put it in all this. Let's let's put it in this loaf together." People are gonna wonder how in the world did we get off on this? We heard because my, because you heard your my message go your, off. Yeah, your dinger went off, and that was your wife saying, "Listen, we're having sandwiches for supper." We're going to go back to what we were talking about. There's some things. And, hey, this is a perfect segue. There we go. Let's hear just it. like Cheese said. Let's hear it. Just like Cheese said. There's some things you just can't explain about God. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. And it's okay to say, yeah, I, I, I really don't get it. I don't, I don't know, but I believe it. Yeah. But I believe it because God has said it. Well, and, and I, I'm going to jump to one of your other points that, you know, talking about Jesus as a creator of all things. And, uh, you know, he you even said it that, you know, he holds all things together. He sustains all things, even at even at this very moment, uh, whatever people are going through in their life, like the creator sustains all things. And you reference Colossians chapter one, verses 16 and 17, which I love. But to me, you know, sitting back going, all right, the creator of the universe holds all things together in his hands. The creator of the universe sustains every part of my life. The creator of the universe is intimately involved in everything that I, and he holds it all together. Like that's a, that's a big deal to me. And I get excited about that. And, uh, I just, I I think that's a great point for our church to understand for people that are following Jesus, man, he holds it all together. Well, yeah, he can sustain your life and he can keep you from falling apart. And, uh, you know, the point that I even made, referencing the scripture about the sparrows, um, hey, he knows when you're flying, he knows when you're falling. Yeah. He he knows what's going on. He's there. Um, He he is for you, not against you. Yeah. (laughs) Be reminded of that. God's not the mean ogre in heaven. Boy, I wait for them to step out of line so I can just slap them with some lightning. Yeah. Um, Well, there, there are things as consequences to sin that are, that God has... God has sown into the DNA fabric of our existence of creation. You you sin, and there are consequences to that. But it's it's. 
I would even say, and I think Scripture alludes to this, the very fact that there are consequences sown into sin is evidence that he cares for you. Yeah. He loves you too much to let you go and live yeah. any way you want to without yeah. consequences. And so, uh, yeah, he's there. He's holding it all together. And he, if you just trust him with your life, he'll hold it together as well. Now, that doesn't mean things don't get wonky every now and then. You know what wonky <laughs> means, you know. I do you gotta, know that one. Yeah, wonky. Yeah. You got a, you got a, a warp tire or something like that, and you're going wonk, wonk, wonk. Oh, man, that tire's wonky. Um, that means that tire's about to blow. You ever been behind a car with a wonky tire, and you're just watching it, and you're yeah. like, don't get too close. Yeah. But then you're like, I'd like to stay close enough to see what happens when it does blow. Um, and it's almost like it's almost like those. Uh, what are what are the long dogs? The long wiener dogs. What are those called? Wiener dog. Are they wiener dogs? Is that what they're called? Dotsons. Dotsons. You ever seen a Dotson run? A Dotson will run, and it's sometimes the backside of it gets going a little faster than the front side. You know, and it's just like he's not running straight. He's just kind of running sideways. You get behind a wonky a, a car with a wonky tire, and you're like, Whoa. that thing ain't driving straight. It's driving like at a uh, you know at a forty five degree angle. There, I have seen that, and I, I I don't know about the long. I don't know about the long Dotson. We we did have a. Long-haired Dotson, long-haired Dotson that was fat, and the stomach would drag the ground. So you had to top up, stomach would drag the ground, and then that back end was just trying to trying to figure out how to do life. Like, it was weird. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, so... Wonky. Life can get wonky. Life can get wonky. <laughs> life can get messed up. Yeah, that's not what... He doesn't promise us that our lives aren't going to be, again, wonky. Yeah. What he is saying is, hey, man, I'll hold you together. Well, but to me, it's just a comforting thing. Like if we, yeah, I think sometimes we try to overdo it. And we talked about this before. We try to overanalyze and overthink some of the simple truths in scripture. But, you know, the re- he sustains us. And like, and he holds all things together. That is a comfort to my soul. That's a, that's a comfort to my everyday life. Waking up, the fact that, man, he sustains us. Even when times get hard, times get difficult, things go wrong. And we're not maybe understanding why everything's happening like he sustains us and he's well, doing and why? it at this very yeah. moment why? Yeah. why why does he sustain you jesus yeah yeah jesus sustains you because jesus because of who he is and the faith and trust that you've put in him now i want our listeners to understand this whole hey he made you and he cares for you and he sustains you uh well he made all of us yeah uh, he cares for all of us well he doesn't sustain all of us he only sustains those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, some of these birthrights that we are claiming are a result of the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. He is your Savior and your Lord. And uh, a lot of folks want him as Savior. They just don't want him as Lord. Well, last time I checked, you can't really differentiate. You can't separate the two. He is both. You can't take one without the other. So, yeah, he wants to save you from your sin, and he wants to be Lord of your life. And, uh, and so press into that surrender yeah. to him. And when you surrender to him, uh, I would say this, it doesn't mean life's going to be perfect. I would say this life makes sense yeah. yeah. because all of a sudden, I mean, I had a conversation, I had a conversation with a guy the other day in his early fifties, he dealt with cancer and he dies. He just died like a day or two ago. Mm. And I, I've had many conversations with him over the last week, good conversations, tough conversations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he was sitting there and he was saying, man, I just, I, I, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate our church, how, how much I appreciate you and the growth spiritually that I've had in my life over the last four to five years. 
And, um, but in the course of that conversation, I said, well, your, your perspective changed. Yeah. And I said, cause, cause now, you know, yeah. this, this, this life's not all you were created for. Yeah. This world's, wow. and I'm gonna take great comfort to sit there with a guy that, um, they're saying, they're saying hours, maybe hours. And, uh, you know, to be able to sit there and say, Hey, Hey, can I encourage you? Can I remind you? You, 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 you've been created for something much greater than just what you've seen here in this life. Mm. Um, and when he, when he, uh, I wasn't there, I just left. I just left. Honestly thought the guy probably days and, and things were getting harder for him, Yeah. but I thought probably days. And, uh, my goodness, we weren't, we were an hour, hour and a half away from that. And I get a text from one of his closest friends. Hey, he, he, he's passed on. He's went on to glory. Wow. And here's my first thought, man, God, you're a merciful God. Mm. Merciful God, eat up. Guy was eat up with cancer. Great guy too, just a great guy. But even though I wasn't there, here's what his wife, his son, told me today: that before he took his last breath, he pulled himself up, um, and he started reaching for heaven, mm. and he was just saying, "Jesus, mm. Jesus, Jesus." Wow. Took his last breath, and uh, we hear that, and it, you know, it's emotional, yeah, but also. Oh my goodness! May that be me. Yeah. In my in my last in my yeah. last breath in my last waning hours, because uh, he and I just had this conversation, yeah. and I'm like, hey man, listen, listen, I, I've never been there before. I don't know. I said I can I can only tell you what I think happens and what I what the Bible speaks of and what what I've seen take place with other people. I said, listen, you're going to come into a time because what he said is, I'm ready. I'm ready for heaven. Uh, I just don't want to leave my family. Yeah. I want to make sure they're taken care of. And I'm like, hey, there's another guy that made that very same statement. His name's Paul. Yeah. Paul's like, I'm in a straight between the two. Yeah. I'm ready to go to heaven, but also I'd kind of like to stay here. I think I could do some some good for the kingdom's sake. And uh, and I said, so this is not fresh and this is not new. I said, but let me just tell you this. You just keep that focus on Jesus. Keep that focus on Jesus. And uh and and you'll 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 feel him coming to get you. Yeah. Um and uh, you know. Just the comfort the family has to be able to know here he was yeah. in his last moment as mm. he's leaving this earth. He's reaching out. Wow. And, uh, you know, people ask me, do you, do you think he really saw Jesus? Oh, I think he thinks he really saw Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't put it past God. Yeah. God's such a good, good father. Yeah. To sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to give this guy, I'm, I'm going to send my son to go pick him up. Wow. Um, but, well, uh, yeah, perspective makes all the things, all the difference in the world. When and to close it out, like your last point yesterday, uh, which fits in perfectly, is like he he delivers those who trust him, right? He delivers those who trust him, and uh, man, may we never lose sight of who he is and what he does and how he works and the goodness and the greatness of the God that cares for us and uh, holds all things together. Mm. And I think it's a good, it'd be a good reminder for all of us yeah. and our listeners today, as you're, as you're walking throughout life on a yeah. daily basis, keep those Jesus glasses on. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think there's a lot of things, Ryan, that we miss out on in yeah. our daily existence because we allow the cares and concerns of this world mm. to cloud us. And, and we all do. We all yeah. do. I mean, a lot of folks are just like us. I mean, we, uh, we're driven and we, we have a task at hand and even, even tasks that we're doing for the Lord we can get so task driven that we, we, we forget to keep our focus on him. And so I would just say to our listeners, whether you're, you're driving or you're, uh, I guess 
our South Florida people, you're mowing the yard. I don't think there's any yard mowing going on north of us here in the Panhandle of Florida. No yard mowing going on here in no. the Panhandle. Um, but uh, no matter what you're doing, you're working out, you're listening to this podcast, you you find yourself uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a daily mission of, I'm, I'm, I want the perspective of Jesus no matter where I find myself today, no matter what the task may be, um, that Jesus has me where he has me to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Yeah. And he has chosen through my willingness to be obedient, to accomplish his great plan and his great will. And uh, ultimately, when it's all said and done, ultimately, when it's all said and done, whether you're a 52-year-old man who's laying there in a cancer bed or you're a 92-year-old woman who is, you know, taking her final breath or whatever the case may be, uh, we want our life to be lived in such a way with the, with the perspective of, okay, even in this moment, Jesus has got this. Mm. He has got this. And I fully believe, yeah. I fully believe that when a believer dies, Jesus personally receives them unto himself. Yeah. Um, and one day, one day we could talk about the whole three heavens and uh, Another podcast hells and different levels of hell. Mm-hmm. And you know, where does, where does the body go? And where does the, where does the soul go? Yeah. We can talk about all that purgatory. Um, that might be a good podcast. That would time. be a good one. Yeah. Well, who would have thought we could add church on a podcast on a Monday afternoon? Well, Pastor Stephen, thank you for always pointing to Jesus, and thank you for listening to The Unchangeable Truth, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.